0: Uh, we'll read for a little bit and then I'm just going to share a few thoughts and then we'll, we'll call it today. Okay. Um, if you are here for the first time, this is the read and rant. And what we do is, is that we spend time in the reading of the word. We're going to read through the entire Bible. We're journeying through the entire scripture from Genesis all the way to Revelation. The reason for that is so that you have a better perspective of what the Bible says. Whether you're for, whether you're a Christian or you're for, you know, the scriptures or you are, um, or you're against the scriptures and you're against whatever church is all about and whatever the Bible says, wherever you are, whatever position you, you're in, you may be an atheist, you may be an agnostic, you may be a Christian, you may be a Buddhist, you may be a Muslim, y'all are all here. And I love that you guys are all here because I think that anyone and everyone should be fully informed about what the Bible says. Because many of us here, we have formed our opinions about the Bible without actually reading the whole thing. Don't tell me you read a chapter in the Bible and say you understand the whole thing. The Bible is a carefully curated collection of writings. It's a carefully curated collection of writings to bring revelation to Jesus Christ. And so, if you if if you haven't read the curated the the the, the, the full narrative of the scripture. If you haven't read it in its totality, you really, you really have no authority. Um, you really have no authority to have an opinion on on the Bible. That's that's all. That's where I'm at. And so many people who are against the Bible or against Christianity is because they haven't been opposed. They haven't been exposed to all of it. And there are those who are of the faith who you're still wrestling through things and you're still confused about certain things and you're wondering, wait, the Bible has all these rules. When the Bible wasn't a book of rules, wasn't about that at all. And so you read it and so you're missing things because you really haven't read it as a whole in its totality. And so that's why we're here. This is why we do the reading rant is for you to read through the whole narrative, the whole scripture and to see, wait a second, maybe what I thought the Bible was about, it really wasn't about that. Um, And maybe, you know, with this new perspective, it'll transform your life. And maybe really you will see, maybe my church isn't what it, it isn't a full expression of this. Or maybe my own personal faith needs a tune-up because maybe I didn't fully understand really the profound implications of what um, Jesus has accomplished, the God's plan, God's mission, God's heart for his people and God's plan for uh, his cosmic plan for humanity. Anyway, I'm waking up, y'all, so stay with me because this is going to be different. Um, but I'm looking for a refreshing for a time in the Word. And so let's go ahead and read and we're reading from a meditational posture. We'll be reading, um, uh, Jeremiah chapter 12. And we're going to pray. And when you pray, ask three questions, God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? What are you revealing concerning people? What are you revealing concerning me? Father, I thank you, Lord, that you brought us here. Lord, I just ask that you would just give us insight, give us clarity, give us revelation Make it clear to us about your word. Um, Father, don't allow us to insert ourselves in your word, but Father, I pray that you would reveal yourself through your word. Bless us, bless each and every person who's here um, as we engage in this, Father. Give us each what we need today, and we say that in your name we pray, amen. Jeremiah chapter 12, it says this, "'Righteous are you, O Lord, when I plead with you. Let me talk with you about your judgments. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are those happy who deal so treacherously? You have planted them, yes, they have taken root. They grow, yes, they bear fruit. They are near in their mouth, but far from their mind. But you, O Lord, know me. You have seen me. You have tested my heart towards you pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter how long will you will the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither the beasts and the birds are consumed for wickedness of those who dwell there because they said he will not see our final end if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you then how can you contend with horses And if in the land of peace in which you trusted, they wearied you, then how will you do in the floorplain, floodplain, sorry, of the Jordan? For even your brothers, the house of your father, even they have dealt treacherously with you. Yes, they have called a multitude after you. Do not believe them. Even though they speak smooth words to you, I have forsaken my house. I have left my heritage. I have given the dearly beloved of my soul into the hand of her enemies. My heritage is to me like the, like a lion in the forest. It cries out against me. Therefore, I have hated it. My heritage is to me like a speckled vulture, and vultures are all around. Are, vultures all around are against her. Come assemble all the beasts of the field, bring them to devour. Many rulers have destroyed my vineyard. They have trodden my portion underfoot. They have made my pleasant portion a desolate wilderness. They have made it desolate, desolate. It mourns to me. The whole land is made desolate because no one takes it to heart. The plunders have come in all the desolate heights in the wilderness, for the sword of the Lord shall devour. From one end of the land to the other end of the land no peace sh- no flesh shall have peace they have sown whole sorry they have sown wheat but reaped thorns they have put themselves to pain but do not profit but be ashamed of your harvest because of the fierce anger of the lord thus says the lord against all my evil neighbors who touch the inheritance which I have caused my people Israel to inherit. Behold, I will pluck them out of their land and pluck out the house of Judah from among them. Then it shall be, after I have plucked them out, that I will return and have compassion on them and bring them back, everyone to his heritage and everyone to his land. And it shall be, if they will learn carefully the ways of my people to swear by my name, As the Lord lives, as they taught my people to swear by Baal, then they shall be established in the midst of my people. But if they do not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, says the Lord. Jeremiah 13. Thus the Lord said to me, go and get yourself a linen sash and put it around your waist but do not put it in water so so I got a sash according to the word of the Lord and put it around my waist and the word of the Lord came to me the second time saying take the sash that you acquired which is around your waist and arise go to the Euphrates and hide it there in the hole in, sorry hide it there in a hole in the rock so I went and hid it by Euphrates as the Lord commanded me Now it came to pass after many days that the Lord said to me, arise, go to the Euphrates and take from there the sash, which I commanded you to hide there. Then I went to the Euphrates and dug and I took the sash from the place where I had hidden it. And there was the sash ruined. It was profitable for nothing. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, thus says the Lord in this manner, I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. This people who reverse to hear my words, sorry, reverse. This people who refuse to hear my words, who follow the dictates of their hearts and walk after other gods to serve them and worship them shall be just like the sash, which is profitable for nothing. For as a sash clings to the waist of a man so I have caused the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah to cling to me, says the Lord, that, I may, that they may become my people for renown, for praise and for glory. But they would not hear. Therefore, you shall speak to them this word. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, every bottle shall be filled with wine. And they will say to you, do we not certainly know that every bottle will be filled with wine? Then you shall say to them, thus says the Lord, behold, I will fill all the inhabitants of this land, even the kings who sit on David's throne, the priests, the prophets, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with drunkenness. And I will dash them one against another, even the fathers and the sons together, says the Lord. I will not pity nor spare nor have mercy, but will destroy them. Hear and give ear. Do not be proud, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God, because he causes darkness. And before your feet stumble on the dark mountains, and while you are looking for light, he turns it into the shadow of death and makes it dense darkness. If you will not hear it, my soul will weep in secret for your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears because the Lord's flock has been taken captive says the king and say say to the king and to the queen mother, humble yourselves, sit down, for your rule shall collapse the crown of your glory. The cities of the south shall be shut up and no one shall open them. Judah shall be carried away captive, all of it. It shall be wholly carried away captive. Lift up your eyes and see those who come from the north Where is the flock that was given to you, your beautiful sheep? What will will you say when he punishes you? For you have taught them to be chieftains, to be head over you. Will not pangs seize you? Like a woman in labor, and if you say in heart, why have these things come upon me for the greatness of your iniquity? Your skirts have been uncovered, your heels made bare. Can the Ethiopian change his skin? or the leoparded spots, then then may you also do good who are accustomed to do evil. Therefore, I will scatter them like stubble that passes away by the wind of the wilderness. This is your lot, the portion of your measures from me, says the Lord, because you have forgotten and trusted in falsehood. Therefore, I will uncover your skirts over your face. That your shame may appear. I've seen your adulteries and your lustful neighings, the lewdness of your harlotry, your abomination on the hills and the fields. Woe to you, O Jerusalem. Will you still not be made clean? Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Um, So I'm gonna start off a little bit out of rhythm here, out of our normal rhythm of things. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Uh, Maybe it's my fatigue, maybe, I don't know what it is, but I feel it necessary to say this because some people need to hear this today. And so I'm going to say it right now. And then afterwards, I'm gonna share just one thought from our reading. In our time today, we come here really to hear from God. Like, what is the Lord saying? What is God saying as I read this? How, how does God speak to me as I read this? I think for many of us, we turn this all into a spooky thing. Like we make it all spooky. Wait, I need to hear from God. How do I hear from God? And we're waiting for this loud echoey voice to speak to us when God speaks in very subtle ways. God, God speaks in very subtle ways. The Bible tells us, and you guys have read this, that as we've been reading through the entire Bible, that he speaks with a still small voice. He speaks in very subtle ways and he speaks in different ways. There are different frequencies in which God speaks. And yet often we're looking for you know, something big, something extraordinary, something drastic, something mind bending and mind shaking. And so we're looking for all of that, not realizing that often God speaks in a still small voice. I say all that to say that I'm going to first say one thing and then I'll speak into this subtlety of the voice of God. Somebody needs to hear this. And I don't know who it is, but you need to hear this today. You need to heal from whatever past experience you've had from the church. I'm only saying this because there's some folks right now who are on here who hear this. And what you're doing right now is, is that you're projecting your past experience regarding the church onto a moment right now. And I'm only saying this because it's so important. There are many of us here who have been profoundly hurt by the church, manipulated by the church. We have been, um, we've had our peace hijacked. We've seen families pulled away, families destroyed. We've seen all of that. And for many of us right now, you you have a lens that you're even looking at this moment. You're looking at this through a lens. You're saying right now, um, oh, another, another guy. <laughs> um, okay, here's another one. But what you're really doing is that you're projecting what you went through, what you experienced. And man, is, are there some ugly things out there. And you also don't need to look far. You can just Google all the ugly stuff that happens. You've seen all of that. And here's the thing, you've been projecting. I'm gonna explain to you what I mean by that. And I'm only saying this because I just feel led to do this because somebody needs to be set free. You've been angry and your anger hasn't gotten gotten you anywhere. You've been angry, 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 angry. And your anger just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And actually now your anger has become, has an insatiable appetite to the point where you're feeding it with as much as you can. You're getting as much of what's ugly out there and you're feeding it. You're just feeding your anger. Matter of fact, you're looking to feed your anger right now. You're looking to feed your anger right now. And I'm only saying this because <clears throat> it's leading you to a darker and darker and darker place. So rather than being more free, which is what it's saying to you, it's it, it, that spirit is saying to you, that that anger, that hurt, that brokenness is saying to you, Yeah, 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 you need more of that to be better. You are very well aware that the more of it that you're getting, the worse you're feeling and that you're going to an even darker, less productive place. Rather than being free, you're more bound. And I wanna speak into that, that in order to really, truly rediscover and to move on and to move forward, it's gonna require you to heal. And I'm praying right now. I don't know why. I just feel this incredible burden to pray for this because some people here need healing. Like you, you just need to be healed because of all the horrible things, the horrific things that have happened to you. Some of it is sexual. Some of it is financial. Some of it is this, there, there are some folks, there's some folks here. Who their marriages came apart because of a church. There's some folks here who their children and their families were ripped apart because of, because of, because of a church. And so now you've got the brokenness of this experience, and you're looking at the rest of your faith through the lens of a broken and I'll even go far as saying demonic and satanic experience just because somebody has church of God in front of their name I see church of God I see Springfield Illinois I see that and I go just because they have that written on their name doesn't mean that they're not demonic and they're not governed by demonic agendas and and demonic systems. We got to stop thinking just because something says that it is a church, that it is the church. I want to make sure you all get this because this is so important. Just because somebody says that this is a church doesn't mean it is the church. Doesn't mean it's the church. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of people who put church on their names, and yet they are demonic. They're run by demonic agendas, political agendas, sociocultural agendas. If your church's agenda is based off of politics, race, um, culture, society, over Christ, it is not the church. It is your cult. And there are a lot of cults out there who call themselves churches. And I'm only saying this because I'm so burdened right now. So burdened even in this moment about people who have been so hurt by what was called church, but really what it was was a cult that wasn't under Christ, but under some megalomaniac or under some narcissist who felt like he could use the Bible to oppress you i'm sorry i'm sorry it happened to you but there's more to this than that experience and so you're looking at the church through the lens of your experience but guess what your experience is broken i don't know i just feel led to say this i'm just i'm just going with what what i'm just just stay with me fam cuz this is out of rhythm for me. And sometimes when I'm tired, I can't hold back on some of this stuff. So, you know, people always like to come around me when I'm tired because I just say what needs to be said sometimes, (laughs) Um, but I only, I feel so inclined right now to speak on this because there are a lot of us who are looking through the scripture or looking at the Bible or looking at the Christian faith or looking at all of it, and they're looking at it through the lens of their experience. Are you hearing me, fam? You're looking at it through the lens of your experience. You're looking at Christianity through the lens of your experience. You're looking at your faith through the lens of your experience. You're looking at pastors and preachers through the lens of your experience. You've seen some ugly stuff. And now you're looking at everything else through the lens of your experience. But that stuff that you experienced was broken. It was broken. And if it was broken, then you're looking at it through a cracked and broken lens. What if you're going to miss out on the beauty of Jesus and the beauty of what the church really is because of a broken experience, rather than looking at things through the lens of your experience, I want to encourage you to get healing from the past, be it counseling, be it prayer, get healing from the past so that you're not stuck missing out on the future because of the brokenness of your past. So many of us are stuck because of the brokenness of our past. So many of us are stuck because of what had happened to us in the past. And we look at everything in the present and future through the lens of what was broken in our past. And so we miss out on the beauty of what God has in store for us because we're afraid of moving towards the future because of all the abuse, the brokenness and everything that happened in the past. I don't know why I feel like I'm I'm so pressed to go into this right now. I'm so pressed to speak into this because so many of us right now are stuck. We can't move forward because we're looking at the future through the broken lens of our past. So we're going to need to heal because we can't move forward without healing. And I'm praying for you that you would get healing get healing for whatever it is that happened to you in the past so you can enjoy what God has for you in the future. I have to re-speak this because there's some folk right now who are, they're, they're listening and they're reading, and actually they're not reading, they're watching me read, and you're going another ignorant fool, another idiot, another Person who doesn't know what they're talking about, another... Hmm, that's interesting. That's interesting. You don't know my experience. If you knew my experience, maybe you'd have better understanding. And so I just want to pray for you on that. Um, Because, man, you're missing out on so much that is good. Because of what is broken from the past. And I like that you said that. That's pride. It is. It is pride. But man, it's hard to get unstuck when you've seen some things. Let's just be real, y'all. It's hard to get unstuck when you've seen some stuff. When you've seen some stuff. Maybe some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But there's some folk who know exactly what I'm talking about. There's some stuff where you go, I can't believe a church did this. There's some stuff some pastors have said on pulpits where you go, did he really, did he re- Did this guy really say that? There's some people who know, and it's not even the stuff that was done in public. It's not even the stuff that was done. It's the stuff that was said in private. And not just the stuff that was said in private, the stuff that was done in private. Like I'm even, like I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm overwhelmed right now because I, f- I feel your pain. I know it, I feel your pain. Man, I leave some some coffee shops, sitting down with some folks who told me about the things that happened to them in a church. And I can't tell you how many times I went in the car and had to just work out my tears. Just to work out my tears and say, man, and there's some people with what they've gone through and with what they've seen, it is the grace of God that brings them back. Only the grace of God, because no intelligent person would go back and try that again. Sophie, we can go. We can. We can go. We can go not just in your past, but we can go in the church's past. I don't even want to go in the church's past, because especially the church in America, because that past is ugly. And maybe now you see why I feel some type of way about evangelicalism, and more specifically, why evangelicalism that's simply just another flavor of nationalism, which is demonic. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm saying way too much right now. I need to stop (laughs) before I get myself in trouble. (laughs) I need to stop before it gets too ugly up in here. Um, And when people, when you hear, especially because I come from where I came from, I came from the hood. From where I came from, when guys come at me to tell me that Christianity is the white man's religion, I don't immediately get angry at them. And the reason why I don't immediately get angry at them is because I know the history of my church and I know where that's coming from. I I know that the church has been complicit, especially the American church has been complicit in systemic racism. I know that, I know the church was complicit in slavery. I know this stuff, okay? So when they say that the that Christianity is the white man's religion, I know where that's coming from because we like to ignore the ugliness of our past. And that's why we see all the things we see transpiring right now. I just a side note, y'all, and I'm ranting now. This is this is a full-blown rant now. All right, man, this is this is definitely read and rant. But one thing I've been thinking about, and I'm just going to throw that out there, and it's something I may do um, either on YouTube, I may do it on TikTok, I may do it on, I don't know what, where I would do this. But I think we need to start speaking about some of the cultural issues that are happening in this moment. And even if they're short videos or short lives, how we how we bring all this stuff into context to today. The stuff in the past, how it comes into context in the day, or to also juxtapose how... A lot of what we're experiencing today is a consequence of stuff that we just ignored from the past. To really speak on some of the cultural matters, the church's matters, like we we need to speak on some of that stuff. We we've got to, um, you know, like stuff that just came on the news with the Southern Baptist Church, right? We have to speak on some of the systemic brokenness that we see that has pervaded for decades and decades and decades and decades we had to speak on the toxicity of the church towards women we had to speak on the the bifurcation of the church among whites and blacks in America we've got to speak about those things because those things are demonic okay they do not glorify Christ they do not I'm sorry. Rant, rant, rant. Let me stop. Let me stop. I don't even know if I should post this. I'll, I'll post it on Patreon. I um, <laughs> do you know if I should post this, man? I'm just getting myself into all kinds of trouble. This is what happens when you're tired. I know Vanessa's probably listening right now. She's like, this is what happens when you're tired, Isaac. You just start saying stuff. And you start talking. <laughs> and that talking's going to get you into trouble. Um, But I just, but I will say this. I'm, I'm saying all that to say. There's some folks here who you're learning a lot about what the church has been, what the church has done. You're learning a lot about the past because what you experienced in your present, you're trying to make sense of it. You're trying to make sense of why, why, why did I live this? Why did this, what, why did I experience this? And so now you're going to the past and you're trying to use the past to explain what you're going through. But now you're looking at the future through the lens of your past. And this, is, this right now is the problem. This right now is the issue. You're taking the past and you're trying to interpret your future through your past. You're looking forward through a broken lens. You're looking forward through a broken lens. Because you can't see clearly you're lost in the sauce. That's what I'm praying for you on. I will say one thing, and then I got to go because there's a leak in my tire. <laughs> oh, That was a full blown rant. We said earlier that God speaks in very subtle ways. I'm going to leave you with one thought. God, leads in very, God speaks in very subtle ways. When people say, I've heard God speak, or I've heard a word from God, or God is speaking to me, we often I think it's some kind of like radio signal that comes in <laughs> and then your brain interprets it. Um there's so many of us who when we hear, you know, w- when we're looking to hear from God, we're waiting for that booming voice that just just resonates all through our brain and we're looking to see why can this person hear it and the other person can't hear it, but God can speak in very subtle ways. God will speak through people. God will speak through conversations that you're having with people. And when I say through people, you don't need a prophet for God to speak through you through that, in that conversation, God will speak through visions and through dreams, through intuition, and God will speak through symbols. God speaks to Jeremiah here through symbols. And I know you guys have, have been a part of the reading ran so I don't have any time right now to bring us to light, to what's happening in this moment, in this text, all to say that Jeremiah saw all this coming. We read about all this before. Jeremiah saw all this coming. We already read all this, by the way, guys. We read all this that's happening, but now we're reading a Jeremiah who actually lived it. It's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to listen to someone who lived it. And it's another thing to listen to someone who lived through what we read about already and to provide a perspective, because this is a priest who is hearing from God. This is a priest now who begins to speak prophetically to the people to give them insight into how and why this is happening. And it's here as we read it. And we see that Jeremiah is burdened. He's in pain. Israel is lost. Jeremiah isn't just pointing at Israel. Jeremiah is is in pain because he sees how Israel has fallen completely off. And now Jeremiah comes to God with his lamentations. He comes to God and He's like, why are those happy who deal so treacherously? Jeremiah sees an injustice here. These aren't even your people. How can you be okay? I know some of you know exactly what that is. Say, how can you be okay with with this? How can you be okay with this happening to us? How can you be okay with it? God, like, how is this okay? And then God then speaks about what his justice looks like. His justice is not about good people getting good things and bad people getting bad things. His justice is about his timing. Ooh, that's another word for another day. His justice is about his timing that those who have been called by him declared righteous under him, they will have their time. But right now it's not their time because in this moment and in this time, they're not living as one who lives in the time. It's not about It's not about, well, because we've been called by God, we just simply have the favor of God. It's all about timing. And in this moment and this time, the favor of God is constricted from them because they're actually not living under the authority and the rule of God. They have lived under those who live under a rule that is unjust. And so they are as unjust, following the injustice of the others who are unjust. I think this also speaks to the hypocrisy that we have when we say, God, why is this happening to me? When the only time you came to God was at that moment. Up to that point, you've been living as the world lives. You wanna follow the world's rule. You wanna follow, but this is how God initiates His justice. Oh, God's gonna make it all right, but it's not gonna look all right in that time. God needs to restore you before he restores your status. And Israel has lost its status. And Jeremiah is trying to make sense of it. God's speaking to him. And Jeremiah, even in the end, as you see, God brings explanation to it. It still doesn't really connect for Jeremiah because Jeremiah is in pain. It still doesn't connect for him. They have sown wheat but reaped thorns. They have put themselves to pain, but do not profit but be ashamed of your harvest because of the fierce anger of the Lord. God's like, you can't live like everybody else because I've called you to be an an other people. That's what it means to be holy, is to be other, an other people. I've called you to be an other people, but you're living like everybody else. I've called you on a different standard, but you're living like everybody else. And because you're an other people, I cannot tolerate you being other. Sorry, in you not being other. And my blessing came from you being other. And Jeremiah hears it, but then the Lord says, I'm gonna make it very, very clear for you. And I'm gonna give you symbols. I'm gonna give you experiences. I'm gonna give you things that are going to help you understand what it is that you're going through. And Jeremiah thirteen. When the Lord now says to him, "Go get yourself a linen sash and put it around your waist, but do not put it in the water." Then he says, "Go get." Um, then he says, "The word Lord came to me for a second time. Take the sash that you acquired, which is around your waist, and go around to the Euphrates and hide it there in the hole of a rock." There's so much to unpack from this. I don't have the time. I can't afford it. But I will say this. If you guys remember the Euphrates is where Eden came from. The garden of Eden was enclosed by one of the rivers being the river Euphrates. And it's there that blessings flowed through, the blessings of God flowed through. And yet the sash was hidden in a rock. So in the same place there's a blessing, the sash was still hidden in the rock. He said, hide it by the Euphrates. And then after many days, the Lord said to me, Arise, go to the Euphrates, take from there the sash, which I commanded you to hide there. Then I went to the Euphrates, dug, and I took the sash from the place where I had hidden it. And there was the sash ruined. It was profitable for nothing. This is now how God speaks. He tells, he tells Jeremiah, Isaiah, he tells Jeremiah to do something that's seemingly foolish. Take a sash, wrap it around your waist. That seems like a foolish thing to do. Okay, God, I'll take the sash, wrap it around his waist. Some of us would ask questions and go, "Why well, do I don't have to do this? What's the theology behind this? Make this make sense. Explain it. I need this." And God's saying, "Just do it." The experiences in your life sometimes may seem foolish initially, but the Lord confounds the wise with foolish things. That's Bible. He confounds the wise with foolish things. Say that one more time. The Lord, the Lord confounds the wise with foolish things. God will use foolish things to confuse the wise. That's Bible. And so many times we're looking to do things that simply just make sense, which sometimes faith requires you to do something foolish. So that doesn't fully make sense because God wants to teach you something in the midst of that. He's going to ask you to do things that maybe you're like, I don't, I need, I need, I need clarity. I need explanation. But maybe you don't. Maybe if you're being compelled to do it, just do it. And along the way, see how God begins to bring wisdom in the midst of the foolishness. (laughs) It almost sounds foolish even saying it. (laughs) But, I, but Jeremiah is doing something foolish here. But he wraps it around his waist and then he says, take another sash, put it in a rock. Oh, okay, God. It seems so unproductive. It seems so unproductive. But he does it. Why does he do it? Because God is going to use his obedience to give him Comfort and clarity. That's my message for you today. God is using his obedience to give him comfort and clarity. If he never took the sash and put it around his waist, if he never took the other sash and hid it in the rock. If he was sitting there waiting for an explanation, he would have never found comfort to explain what it is that he's going through. This is what stepping out in faith looks like. Stepping out in faith is saying, I don't have all the answers, but all I have is this in this moment, and I need God to tell me why I'm, well, you need to make this past make sense. Make this make sense. I need you to make this make sense, God. And God's like, go get a sash. No, God, I'm not going to wait to go get a sash. I need you to help me figure, go get a sash. Put it around your waist. We know in the end that, that Jeremiah finds comfort even in the midst of the pain because Jeremiah goes, ah, I see what God is saying now. God has been speaking. Now I see what God is saying. Oh, this is what Israel is like. That when Israel is not bound to the hip of God, Israel finds no profit. And even though Israel is near the blessing of Euphrates, and even though Israel is near a land where they can produce, and even though Israel, but Israel tries to do it on their own, hidden from me, Israel becomes ruined. For many of us, We won't even get the message. There's so many messages in here, so many things. But this is the one that really sticks out to me is Jeremiah. Didn't get it until he did it. Did you hear me, y'all? This is so important because some of y'all right now you're stuck. You won't get it till you do it. There's some stuff you're you're just stuck and you're like, well, I don't know what to do next. I'm waiting for God to give me. You won't get it till you do it. You just have one step. Do it. It may even seem foolish, but do it. It may seem crazy, but do it. It might take that one crazy thing that God is telling you to do, that one crazy thing that God is telling you to step out of, that one crazy thing that God is saying, go, do that. It's when you actually do it. It's when you actually step in faith. It's when you get over your pride. When you stop telling God to explain why you have to do what you're doing. It's when you just do it that God is saying, now you're going to see. And now you're going to get clarity. You may have to do it to get it. And some of us are waiting to get it to do it. Faith is not about understanding. Faith is about doing. Do it. The understanding is gonna come. And sometimes it takes the doing to get the understanding. GMI had to do it to get it. That's my message today. Some of y'all, you just need to do it to get it. <laughs> You just need to do it to get it and some of you guys are doing it. Congratulations. And there's some people with that testimony right now. I did not understand what God was doing in my life until I actually just started doing it. And it's when I started doing it that then all of a sudden I began to understand what God is doing. There's a Bible verse about that. We walk by faith and not by sight. Do it to get it. Do it to get it. Father, I thank you that you brought us here, Lord. Teach us to just do it, God. (laughs) Be it the foolishness of grabbing a sash and tying it around our waist. Whatever it is, God, that you're asking us to do in this season. Lord, we don't fully know why we're doing it, but we're just going to do it. Father, I pray right now that you would convict and convince each and every person to just do it. And along the way, Father, we know you'll give us clarity. We know you'll give us insight. We trust you and all that. So, Father, just give us the confidence to just go and do it. And along the way, we'll get it. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Fam, love y'all. I will see you guys tomorrow. Um, Thanks for hanging with me. I'll tell you right now, I was was tired. I was tired. (laughs) Um, I still am. But I gotta run because there's a leak in my tire. So I gotta go handle that. Um, But I, you know, if you're here and this is a blessing to you in any way, I wanna encourage you stay connected. Um, Stay connected with me. Text me 954 231 1848. 954 231 1848. Stay connected with me. I've got some exciting news coming soon. Um, We got some exciting things going on, aside from the fact that we'll be moving to Tampa but I've got some exciting news and um, some new things we're gonna be sharing. I can't wait to share with you all. Can't wait to share with my patrons, but we've just got some exciting stuff. Things are finally lining up and it's really because of the support of the patrons on Patreon that made this possible. And so I love, uh, I just love what God is doing. I love what what he's doing in this season. And so um, anyway, there's some new stuff and I can't really share all of it right now, but it's all coming together. And I look forward to sharing with you all once it does. Um, So keep me in prayer as we put all that together. Also, um, if you are interested in supporting, just click the link in the the profile. Connect with me on the other platforms as well. But click the link in the profile, click the link in the bio, and you'll be able to look at all the means and ways that you can support and connect with me. Love y'all. I will see you guys tomorrow. Um, And we're just going to keep on reading. We're going to keep on reading, keep on plugging away. Guys, I got to go, got to handle that leak tire, that 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 tire leak, leaked, leaked tire, tire leak, still waking up, just had a couple of hours of sleep. So, oh, country code one. So the country code is one. So one nine five four two three one one eight four eight. 231 1848 Okay. And stay connected with me there. I'll be posting announcements there as well and sharing some things there as well. So anyway, love y'all. I'm excited. There's some, there's some exciting stuff. This year is, man what a year. Uh, But God is good. (laughs) God is good. But I will see you guys tomorrow. All right. God bless y'all. Peace out.